Hey, this is Coach Jay, and I'd like to uh, welcome back to another Coaching Falcons podcast. Uh, this episode, we're going to have a guest, and the guest for this episode will be the head football coach of Perry Meridian High School. Uh, that would be Coach Brett Cooper. Uh, I'd like to introduce Brett Cooper. Uh, first of all, Coach, is there anything that you can tell us about your experience and coaching experience? Man, this is all I know. Uh, I come from a background of family of coaches. My uncle coaches. My dad was a coach for a long time. He's on our staff now as in a, a kind of an analyst position. So um, from the time I was born till, till today, 37 years old, there's not been a season without it. So. Yeah, you've been around coaching your entire life. This is it. <laughs> I understand. My son was the same way. He's, he's, he was around coaches his, his entire life since I was a coach as well. So I, I understand the... Uh, the expectations and the feelings that goes along with there. Oh, yeah. Um, this is a new season. Uh, what what year is it for you as the head football coach at Perry? So this is year two as okay. the head coach here, year 15 in, in my career. Okay, okay. Um, what, what do you want to uh, get accomplished this year as a team as far as that goes? Yeah, you know, we're, we're – we're, you know, obviously we know uh, where we're at and what the record's been in previous years, and we're just trying to develop a sense of competitiveness, accountability in our kids um, day in and day out. And I think we're growing that in the right direction. As we tell them, continue to stack days on top of it, we're going to get a chance to compete on Friday nights. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Is there, um, is there anything that, that's happened over the summer as far as conditioning go? How, how did the summer conditioning go? Per se. Yeah, I mean, you, you, one of the biggest things for me is is getting the kids here every day, and we we didn't chase kids, we didn't have any issues. Our kids showed up. Um, you know, when they were not here, they communicated condition wise. Obviously, we transitioned strength coaches in the middle of the summer, sure. so um, no, we've had a our, our kids have bought into an idea of lifting aggressive in the weight room, um, and we condition. We do a two mile Tuesday in the summer, and you know, kids. Kids didn't miss, and they, they busted pretty hard, so we're excited to see them go compete. Okay, is, is there a competitive nature uh, nature amongst the kids? We're growing that. Okay. I think that's something that we emphasize this, this off-season in, in off-season drills and um, in, in our 5 a.m. practices that we were allowed to do in the IHSA, and at the end of strength, strength days, we, we had competitive days built into that. Um, and then during our quote-unquote contact days in the summer and now in fall practice, we build in a competition period every day. Okay, how, how has the IHSA rules affected the program over the past couple of years? Yeah, I mean, the IHSA, it's, it, it's an interesting rule. Uh, so we get 12 contact days, which are helmets and shoulder pads in the summer, which kind of allow Indiana football to springboard and get us a uh, almost a spring session, but in the summer and it just kicks us off right into the fall season. So it's it's extremely beneficial for us because we get five competitions. We only use two of those outside of a seven-on-seven seven, where we get to go against different schools. And uh, like we, the last one we had was against Chittard, LC, and Fishers. And so we get to see our kids compete in a, in a thud period. Nobody goes to the ground. Happens occasionally. But sure. um, the IHSA allow Indiana football to have that period is huge for us to, for the development of our kids in the game. Yeah, yeah. And um... – 707, you said you do 707s. How many of those do you do in a, in a, in a summer or whatever? It, you may not have to do, may not do any, yeah. but the, the opportunity 
of doing seven on seven and competing with other teams. Yeah, so that's one of the if you compete in a seven on seven, that's one of the five. Like we go to New Pal in early June and we do a seven on seven and then an eleven on eleven period. We only do one true seven on seven. Okay. Okay. Uh, although a former quarterback, I'm a firm believer in run the ball, stop stop the run. So uh <laughs> Offense, awesome to do seven on seven. Defense, you create some bad habits, so we try to avoid that. Uh, but it's a level of competition and things that we like to do yeah. to watch our kids compete, right. even in a different fashion than 11 on 11. And it gets them to compete against other people yeah. other than themselves. Because once they're, they're, they see each other all the time, you know, they think that they're a lot better than they are until <laughs> they compete with somebody else, and therefore they know where they stack with you know, the Ben Davises, the uh, Hamilton Southeasterns or the Center Groves or, or, you know, the local talent. In Indianapolis, you know, for the most part, Central Indiana has probably had the 6A, 5A state champion probably 25 out of the last 23 years or 29 out of the last 30 years. So the competition in in Central Indiana is is big. And so you have to compete with... uh, big schools and you have to compete with the best around here so there's no doubt uh, I always tell people hey I went I coached in Ohio I coached in the GCL South uh, in Cincinnati I coached it up in the northeast corner uh, there's legit football but central Indiana's as good as it gets too yes yeah <laughs> I, I agree with that because I coached it for many years myself um, you know this year is your, your second year and um, probably you'll you'll face some more expectations as a head coach. You'll probably expect expectations from parents, expectations from spectators, and, and so on. How how would you how do you think uh, you'd handle that that situation or that pressure per se? Yeah, I mean that, you step into these shoes. I mean, it's pressure to get go. I mean, <laughs> if you don't want pressure, head coaching is not really your gig. So, yeah. um, you know, I don't. I mean, the parent side, we communicate weekly with our parents, you know, via all the, the different avenues that we have, email, parent square, things like that. Um, we hold, you know, three or four parent meetings a year just to make sure we're all on the same page and alignment. Um, the expectation from the kids and the parents are the, are the two biggest things. And I think we can get kids to buy into what we got to do, but our parents also have to buy into what's going on because it is a commitment to be a varsity athlete on, on the family side of things too, that they have to be places when it's inconvenient to our day-to-day life so that their child has a shot to compete on a varsity playing field. Right. And as coaches, if we don't convey that to them and the importance and show them that, that we struggle to do that. And, and, and it's not the parents' fault. It's just where we're going. And so that's our job is to, to communicate, to set a level of expectations, not only for our kids, but for the parents as well. And Hey, if you're, you know, we tell them, if you're not here, you're not going to play. Right. And if you don't, if you miss practice, you're going to go down in the depth chart. That's just, it's a day-to-day operation. And, um, and I think we've done a, a, a good job. I think we still have room to grow in that. Um, but constant communication is a big thing on our level. Yeah. And you have to do that. Um, I used as, as the track coach and as the DC for some time, whenever there was, situations where there's miscommunications I always said you know it's better to listen to get it straight from the horse's mouth 
than get it from the horse's ass. <laughs> because normally, no if you get it from the horse's mouth, you're getting it straight to it. Rumors yeah. and all that, that's coming from the other direction. Yep. So don't listen to that stuff. Buy into what the coach is saying and make sure that it's coming directly from them because you never know yep. the 3,000 different directions that something can turn. Yep. So I, I, I agree, if you, as long as we communicate or you communicate with the parents, there shouldn't be any difficulties with that. Yeah, I'm right. I, I try to get out in front of that immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you? What are the goals set for your staff? First of all, have you got your staff set for this year, and goals goals set for your for your team? Yeah. So um, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a real big goal board guy. Um, man, I just want to go out and compete. I want to watch our kids have fun and compete. Um, I think when we do things the right way. Uh, the scoreboard will take care of itself. We try not to focus. Obviously, we all want to win. There's no doubt about it. But there's a process to winning. And if we don't take care of the process, i.e. the weight room, i.e. the classroom, i.e. the practice field, it's not going to happen. And right. sometimes you get lucky. And sometimes you're better than the opponent. You can just roll the ball out and go play. <laughs> we're, we're, not, uh, we're not there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. flat out. We're not, we're not in that environment. We yes. have to do everything right all the time. Um, and so, you know, to say, hey, we want to create three turnovers or we want to create 10 three and outs or five three and outs in a game, we're not, in my opinion, we're not there as a program yet. Yeah. We are rep to rep, man. We are play to play and we need to compete every single snap for us to have a shot okay. on Friday night. So, um, my goal for our coaches, yeah, I think that was the front end of the question, yeah. was, uh, man, I want those guys to go out there and, and, and love our kids and really just get after it every day. We've got young guys that have a lot of energy um, that are still learning the game from the coach's side of it, but they're on the effort and they are flying around and, and they're learning and we're learning and we're getting better day by day. Yeah, and our staff is set, we're ready to go. Um, with the IHSA stuff, usually your staff's set and uh, it needs to be set in June. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. we're good. Yeah, good, good, good. That that sounds sounds great. Um, have you addressed the possibility of COVID nineteen affecting your your team? Yeah, I mean it's something that you know my first year here was a big deal. Uh, we were hoping it was not going to disappear, but it was going to be less of an issue. And of course, right when August hits, it becomes a another major issue. Um, you know, with what we're doing right now, it's just. Hey, be smart. Take the precautions where you can take the precautions. Um, I think our kids are excited to be back to somewhat of normal. <laughs> somewhat. Um, I hope we don't get back into a mass phase, but who knows? It's out of our control. Um, and we just got to do what we can do. Yeah. Um, I know in the past day or two, there have been some cancellations of scrimmage due to COVID. So obviously it's, it's, it's rampant in certain places. Knock on wood, we've been we've been lucky to this point. Yes, it's, it's, it's something that you express to be safe about, and we don't know. You know, once they leave your site, once they leave the school site, no one knows where these kids go. You can have some idea that they go home, but they may not. They may go hang out with other people, hang out with friends that aren't a part of the team, that are doing, taking bad precautions. So that has an effect, may have an effect on the whole outcome of the team, you know? So you would hate that one of your key guys would 
be in contact with somebody that, you know, so that's, that's tough. That's going to be, uh, like most of the country, it's a day-to-day thing. It's a day-to-day uh, situation going across the country. So we hope the best that none of that happens, but uh, we have to be prepared for it. And it's one of those things here. It's, you know, we've got to be even, uh, as we're growing our program, you know, there's probably four or five schools in the state of Indiana that, you know, can ha- everybody wants a next man up mentality. The next man up sometimes isn't a, isn't a realistic conversation at right. some schools, and really there's four or five in the state of Indiana that can have that. So we've got to get our kids into the gate, and, and they've got to be able to run and, and go play. And if they're out because of they didn't take precautions, that's something that hopefully as individuals we can do, right. and hopefully it's important enough to them. And that's something we did in the off season. Was hopefully there's a buy-in that when they have the option of right or wrong, they're going to choose the right sure. and come back in the locker room so we can play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking speaking of teams, um, were there any players or individuals or groups that from your summer training and from your weight room uh, that has, has stood out that, that you've noticed? You know, um, when I was coaching defense, you'd have so many people, and I would always say, you have to do something to get noticed. Okay, well, well, who was that that blurred through there and made that hit? Sure. Okay, uh, are there any leaders that stand out as far as this year, 2021-2022 uh, team goes that, that, you rec- that you recognize right away? Yeah, I think all of our kids would say they look different in the mirror, which is, which is great, you know, because that means they're in the weight room and they're getting after it. Right. Um, you know, we got, we got a kid that's been, been pretty flexible. He's going to end up being a three-year starter for us at the O-line, Hayden Roberts. Um, he's really bought into our mentality and what we want to do. Um, and so he's been phenomenal and he, he understands that he's leading kids instead of just being a part of it. He's taking ownership of, of his actions and, and kids are following that. Um, we have, um, our quarterback has matured exponentially, Mason Rollman, mm-hmm. um, from a year ago. Um, and so he, he's trying to, to say the right things and do the right things, but he's, he's backing it up right now. Um, and so hopefully that, that, goes on in the field on Friday nights. Um, and then we've got, a, we've got a pretty strong junior class and mm-hmm. sophomore class. Um, uh, one kid that stands out in the junior class would be uh, Landon Egan. He's a kid that, you know, hey, this is what you need to eat, and he's going to eat that for four meals a day. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Uh, and he's going to come in, and he's going to leave everything he's got in the weight room. He's going to leave everything he's got on the practice field. Um, he's going to be probably one of our few two-way starters. Um, and then... In the sophomore class, we got a we got a kid that I don't think he'll hear it now, but he he's probably a team leader as a sophomore. Yeah, uh, he doesn't recognize it, but he is, um, and that's Zach Huckabee. He's a heck of a wrestler. He's just he's our backup quarterback, and he's going to play our strong outside linebacker. And he's just a tough nosed kid that's extremely coachable, um, and, and we're excited to watch him grow. Yeah, you you need someone that's going to take control of the team, whether it's through his work ethic, or whether it's through, you know, I, I, I think I'm the leader of this team, and follow me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you to the top of the mountain. So uh, those, are all, those are all great things, and I, I hope that uh, those things come to fruition for you guys, and you have a great season with that. So, and, and then again, there are some leaders that you haven't 
even recognize yet. Sure. You know, and, I mean, you're in the, what, the second week of your full, full time? Yeah, this is week two. Yep. Week two. So, segueing into the next question that I have, you probably have an inner squad scrimmage or something, or, or your, your scrimmage coming up, probably? Yeah, we have our scrimmage against Mount Vernon. Mount so, Vernon. our IHSA regulated scrimmage is Friday night. Okay, so it'll be Friday night? Yep. There or here? It's up in Fortville. Okay, yep. up in Fortville. So you're going against uh, Coach Kirshner? He's at Warren. He, oh, he went back to Warren. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Because he, he, he was always, he started at Warren, yep. left there, went to BE. Then he went to, uh, what's that school between? Uh, Cascade. He went to Cascade for a minute and then came back. Yeah, he came back yep. as the head coach at BE and then went to uh, Mount Vernon. Now yep. he's he's back home per se, I guess. For, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's a great guy. You know, I, I coached with him, did lots of camps together all, all over the place. You know, he's just a great guy. And he's going to do it right for sure. There's no doubt about yeah, it. That, he, that he's, program, you know. He's one of the best. Yeah, he is one of the best for sure. Um, so that's going to be at Mount Vernon. Yep. Okay. Um, do you have any idea or any perception of where we would – Fit or Perry would fit conference wise. What are who are the teams? All the teams in the conference are pretty pretty comparable, and they're all pretty bad going good. Absolutely. So where do we kind of fit in the mix there? Seeing that we're it seems like we're kind of young. Yep. You know, and it looks like we don't have that many people going both ways. Is that, is that correct? Yep. Okay. That's the goal. <laughs> so uh, where do we kind of fit in the mix? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I'm not, uh, I coached in this conference when I was in Greenwood, uh, but that was 10 years ago. So um, last year was my first real touchback into the conference. I'm not 100% comfortable knowing personnel and things like that on, on who's returning and from, from different schools. Um, but I feel that if we can go out and, and not have mental mistakes, we're going to make physical mistakes, that happens. It, if we can go out and not have any mental mistakes or very few mental mistakes we can compete on friday night yeah and that's our goal and and to give us a shot to be in the game in the fourth quarter that's all we can ask for. yeah no mistakes you know? yeah i mean you're, you said a, yeah. a second ago we're young i mean we're gonna make some right um but they need to be fast physical and aggressive mistakes okay, okay. so um I, I don't know i don't know where we where we fit i hope we're at the top. I mean, yeah. that's the goal always. Sure, I mean, I'm not going to come into – I don't coach every week to lose. So right. uh, we're trying to win every darn game. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I, I don't have that many more questions for you. I appreciate you coming coming on. And uh, uh, do, do you have any last-minute thoughts or anything before we uh, wrap up this, this no, session? I appreciate it. This is awesome stuff. Um, uh, anytime you want me again, you can – I'm available. So um, – I'm, I'm real excited. My, obviously, my wife's a graduate of Perry, so uh, we're excited to be here. Uh, yeah, and we're excited for the growth of this program, and we're going to watch these kids go run like hell and compete on Friday nights. Okay, I appreciate that. Well, uh, Falcon fans, this is Coach Jay. We're wrapping up the uh, interview we have here with Coach Brett Cooper. Coach, I appreciate you uh, uh, coming on and being able to uh, give your, your side of things and to look at the future. And we uh, wish you the best. And uh, I'll just say my last thing is go Falcons. Yeah, baby.